Why would you ever kiss me? I'm not even half as pretty. You gave her your sweater. It's just polyester. But you like her better. I wish I were Heather. <laughs> hey everyone, you're here with Casey and Chloe, and you're listening to The Zoo Report. We're here to discuss all things UMass, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you have stories you want shared, message us on Instagram at the zoo report underscore or on Twitter at report underscore zoo, and we'll sh- dish it out anonymously. Anonymously. Alrighty, so we're going to jump right into our cloudiest couples review. You know the drill. We're here to review what the fans thought of last week's cloudiest couples segment. And this week, the fan results, the first part of the fan results, were the exact same as our results. So that means Haley and Elijah over Klaus and Camille. Facts. David and Patrick over Ted and Alexis. Hard decision, but still facts. Klaus and Caroline over Stefan and Caroline. We shouldn't have even put that in there. That was so easy. Stefan's a little B. A little B. Troy and Gabriella over Joe and Mitchie, also a no-brainer. Um, Mitchie um, has some anger issues. I think that she needs to work out beforehand. Yes, I would agree with that. For you so, even chosen to go against Troy and Gabriella. So upon choosing one over the other, we then asked you guys, Obvi, to rate the couples. And last week, this is how we rated them. So we did Klaus and Caroline, number one. I don't understand why there would ever be any other opinion on that. I think we've discussed enough that they're never going to get bumped from number one spot. No. As far as we know. Yes. Ex- Damon and Elena are the only ones that could beat them. Yes, I argue with that as well. I yes. agree with that. Sorry, okay. argue is a weird word of phrase. So, number one is Klaus and Caroline. Chef's kiss. David and Patrick, number two. Another chef's kiss. Haley and Elijah, half a chef's kiss for them. Troy and Gabriella. I just felt like I know a they're iconic. Yeah, it's just... They are a good love story, but we only see them kiss on screen once, and Klaus and Caroline have a whole sex scene in the woods that's, like, secret. Also, and, they're, like, like, realistic, where it's like, okay, yeah, we might break up because we're going to different colleges. Klaus and Caroline are, like, the doppelgangers are here, and, like, the travelers are going to, like, it's very unrealistic, but it adds a lot of a and, lot to the relationship. again, I'll say it. We've said it before. We'll say it again. We are crazy. We, everybody wants a man that does terrible things except for you. For you. He's a better you man. Change for you. them. Okay, close. So let us know what the let us know what our beloved little fans thought we should rate them as. So the fans had a different pro- thought process. And we us. have a bone to pick with you guys. For number one, we have David and Patrick. I do respect that. At 17 votes. As did we. we what agreed. I don't respect is two. We have Troy and Gabriella with ten votes. Grow up. Three, we have Klaus and Caroline with nine votes. Ridiculous. I mean, as we said, it, how can you not be number one? And four, we have Haley and Elijah for three. That votes. one's fine. The only thing I'll say in our fans' defense, if you don't watch Vampire Diaries or the originals, which I'm sure um, is more often than not, considering we're like a little obsessed and <laughs> watch it too much. Um, I don't know though. Like, you well, wouldn't know about Claire so, and Caroline. And Troy and Gabriella, everyone, they're just more universally known. I think that's so, the only thing that's beating them right you there. You know what's interesting to me though? That And if you don't watch Vampire Diaries, I just want to explain something to you. Grace from Fake Blonde Moment. Shout out Grace. She votes on everything for us. And she messaged us when she was trying to decide between Haley and Elijah and Klaus and Camille. And she said, this is so hard. And we had a chat about it. And we obviously said, 
Aileen and Elijah win because at the end of the day, Klaus and Caroline are mwah. But don't you think it's like interesting that Haley and Elijah versus Klaus and Camille, which is from the originals, which isn't even gets as much hype as the Vampire Diaries, was a harder decision for her than Klaus and Caroline and Stefan and Caroline because she knew. She was like, that's not a hard one. I know, but like what I was saying, Troy and Gabrielle are just more universally known. And our fans are a I wide guess. range of ages and gender and Diverse. diversity and like. I understand if like that's just like the more universally known, and a lot of times I think people only vote for the people they know, anyways. And so I think Chloe is the more understanding co-host. I'm sympathetic. I think I can change your mind if I get you to watch it, but um, we could easily we could change your mind like 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 that. Okay, um, let's move on, shall we? So we don't have any upcoming events, but rather we're going to give you an updated election result. Um, so Biden is the president. <laughs> <laughs> the president-elect. Sorry. That was a terrible lap for me. Actually, side note, speaking of Vampire Diaries, Chloe and I have been watching like crazy. Um, but I don't know, for anybody that uses subtitles, I don't know if you've noticed on Netflix when people laugh instead of doing like H-A, H-A, like ha, 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 they do H-E-H, which is like <laughs> And we kept mimicking that laugh, and now I think we just laugh like that. I would argue that you laugh like that. Sorry. Okay. It all started because you said Biden's the president. Okay, well, so basically, yes, Biden is the president-elect. Um, the only reason we say president-elect is because technically he can't be president until January when Trump, he gets his inauguration. That's a hard word for me. Also, a lot of Republicans are just flat out denying yeah. that he's president. But there's that too. And also, I, there was like, I'm going to get this wrong, but there's a office of government that is in charge of signing over the papers to government funds, nuclear weapons, Transfer Wait, power, stop. basically. Are they refusing? And the woman in charge is refusing to sign the papers over in Biden's name. So there might be a, okay. a little delay on the president. I got that info on the spot right here live. So it's really cute. Okay, so first, Biden won Michigan and Wisconsin. Sorry, that was a shout to my cheddarheads. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I went to Milwaukee and I got one of those cheddar cheese hats. Okay, I think that you're too tired. Yeah, <laughs> we're on something else right now. Okay, so Biden ended at 49.6% in Wisconsin and Trump with 48.9. In Michigan, Biden ended at 50.6%, Trump with 47.9. Second, Biden also won Nevada and Arizona. This was incredibly Importante. important. And also the first time these states have voted blue in decades. So very cool. Um, Nevada, Biden ended at 50.2 to Trump's 47.5. A large amount, not a large, but I would say larger than other states, voted Libertarian for yeah, Nevada. Yeah, keep going. Um, Arizona ended up at 49.4% and Trump ended up with 49.1%. So, <laughs> Jesus. Super close in Arizona. Um, I will say in Nevada and Arizona, they had a crazy amount of Native American voter turnout and they actually, a lot of, um, they... They, I don't know if someone purposely did this, highly suspected, but it was really difficult for Native Americans to get to polls to vote um, or to get to mail their mail-in ballots. Um, I think the transportation, as usual, got a little bit um, unruly there. So 
I read this article where a lot of Native American reservations, people were picking them up in buses and driving them to polls or driving them to the post office to mail in their ballots so that they could get their votes in, which was really cool to see. And it makes it like even cooler that like those states flipped. And like, I think that was a huge, like, I think it's contributing factor to it. It's also important to notice that like people's monumental effort to make sure that Native American individuals could vote swayed the vote so much in Nevada yeah. that it went blue for the first time. And you think about how many elections went by where, like, that group of people were, like, stopped from voting or, like... Voter oppression. Voter oppression, yeah, exactly. And, like, voter suppression. maybe it would have been different if they were given yeah. an equal opportunity to vote as the rest of us have. Um, third, this one was huge. Biden did win major swing state, Pennsylvania. He ended up with 49.8% and Trump ended up with 49.1%, which is crazy that Pennsylvania, like, which was literally flipping red and blue, like, back and forth, had a 0.7% difference, but Arizona had a 0.3% difference. Like, normally, I feel like Pennsylvania is the closest. And we just, I don't know, Dems really killed it this election. I don't know. This was obviously super naive of me, but I just thought Pennsylvania was a blue state. I did not know it was so important. Nope. I was like, Northeast, baby, let's go. Um, I know. That's called, I think that's like Massachusetts New York is cent- like, or New England centrism. Always blue. Like, New England's, I mean, besides Maine, yeah. but that's just because you've got the really rural rednecks up. a lot. They're too close to Canada. Not okay. that we don't love Canada. All right. Next. Fourth, although we are still waiting for official results from Georgia. I roll. I literally... Like, Georgia, you seem like a beautiful state. Yes, I applied to UGA. Why? Why is it taking what is happening? so long? Um, they're currently leading blue, as they've been for the past about week, I believe. Um, they still have not put in the results. Uh, and North Carolina is also still waiting for the results. They're leading red, as they've been the entire time. Um, and, yeah, they're basically they don't really make a difference either way, because Joe Biden did become the 46th president-elect with 290 electoral votes, which is 20 more than you actually need. Um, and Kamala Harris became the first female and first black and Asian vice president of the U.S. That's crazy. I feel like that. I feel like because this was such a huge election between like Trump and Biden, that is getting overlooked a little bit. Like she is the first female, first African-American and first Asian to hold a vice president office. Yeah, that, just, that's a double, that's a triple threat right there. I mean, I think she needs to come out as gay now just to, like, really yeah. up the minority package. Um, I just, that's incredible. I just feel like you're representing such a large group of minorities. oppressed yeah. minorities that, like. My thing is I just hope that that it makes an actual change, you know? I'm looking at the man. Because these things will change. I can feel it now. Okay, anyways. Either way. So where might Trump request recounts? So this, although this is a W for the Dems, um, we are dealing with President Trump. Um, so he is going to recount. He's going to want to recount. He already tried recounting Michigan, but he can't. And I'll tell you what. He, Trump can only request, request. Trump can only request recounts in states where Biden won by 1% or less. So these states right now, that I'm sure there's other states that we're closer to, but these are the ones that he is suspected to request a recount for um, if he hasn't already. Pennsylvania, there was a 0.7% difference. Arizona, 0.3% difference. And Wisconsin, which was a 0.7% difference. Um, I assume that he is suspected to recount in Georgia as well. If Georgia goes blue, 
I know that like Biden doesn't need blue, like Georgia to go blue to, to hold us win. But wouldn't it be fun? Could be fun. Like if we got Virginia, and I know I think Virginia went blue for Hillary, but if we got Virginia, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada, like I just that's the like Southwest that. and the South. What if North Carolina just has a miraculous flip in the next like three days? That would days? be hilarious. Um, what's to come? So like this is what things we're still waiting for. Um, Trump won Alaska, as did Republican Senator Dan Sullivan, meaning Republicans are insured fifty seats in the Senate. This was a major win for the Republican Senate. They needed to secure a majority, and they basically have at this point. Yeah. Um, Biden's popular vote lead over Trump has now reached 5 million. Which seems like a lot, but it's not. It is a lot. It is, but like... 5 million more people wanted him. I know, but there's like 660 million people in America, I'm pretty sure. I think there's only like 330 million people in America. I need to look now. We're going to look real quick. One second. So there is 328.2 million Can we just talk about how close I was? I was literally 2 million off. What is three? Oh, you know what I get confused? One time when we were abroad, I I wanted to see the population differences between America and other, like, European countries. And it's always stuck in my mind. I guarantee this is right. Italy has a population of 63 million. I feel like 60.36 million. Yeah. And I... And I Googled that right after Googling the United States. And so I think I combine like 360. Mm. I do that a lot. Okay. You just say 660. <laughs> no, I said three. Oh. Yeah, you just said okay. 660. Anyways, Biden says he hopes to name several <laughs> cabinet level nominees before Thanksgiving, which is in like two weeks. He also seems to be downplaying the lack of cooperation him and his team have been getting from Trump regarding Biden's win, which when I first was... All this information comes from the same Washington Post election, live election results that was linked in our last episode. Um, But when I was researching this and putting it in, I didn't know about the whole lady refusing to sign the papers over. Yeah, I just read that in a New York Times article the other day and I was like, I'm that's crazy. I just think that's crazy that she would. I feel like you have to be rooting for Trump if that's what you're doing and i think that taking sides in a government office like that you sh- is like unethical if journalists aren't allowed to do it they shouldn't be allowed to do you it you have to be objective in your job yeah because we're just like so objective on this podcast i'm definitely objective just kidding fuck Trump. um also this is just a fun tidbit of information um kamala harris's husband is reported to be leaving his law firm um amid his wife's win which i think is kind of dope because it's like Oh, my wife's the vice president, so I'm just like I'm. Gonna, I know that's probably not why, but he's like he's worried about being objective in his his lawsuits and stuff. So maybe he's wearing oh, a damn, objectivity you're 100% too. One hundred percent right. I read that and I was like, that's a bad B. Her husband's gonna be a stay at home. <laughs> well, he's probably dad. Just, like, worried that he can't carry his yeah. career on with a manner of professional. I guess if I was a journalist and my husband was um, the president, I that would you can't huge write for of politics. You got to write for like film or something. Well, good thing that. I like entertainment. So. Yeah, and then also just like another thing to add on, um, President Elect Joe Biden is. Um, set to sign a series of executive orders on his first day in the Oval Office. Um, so, and a lot of that's going to aim to like rewind or unwind President Trump's um, agendas, including rejoining the Paris Climate Accords, um, which is a major, huge, major huge, win for huge. climate change. He's also um, going to implicate climate change measures on a wider scale, including um, using more effective and green energy for public transportations. Um, that's going Chef's to be kiss. amazing. He's going to make the coronavirus pandemic 
a number one issue. He's already appointed Good. a 13-person I saw that. Yeah, for that. So that's going to be amazing. We should have had that. It sucks that we lost a whole, basically a whole year of groundwork on coronavirus because I do believe that if we had these things that Biden, and I'm not saying Biden's going to take office and cure coronavirus, but like, I just feel like we would be in a completely different spot. I agree. Obama would have been best. Also, he's going to repeal the ban- travel ban on many Muslim countries. Um, if you didn't know, Trump banned travel from a lot of predominantly Muslim countries, um, which is just blatant discrimination. Um, and one last piece of election update that I think is going to leave us on a really fun note. Um, there will be a dog back in the White House. Oh, a German yeah. Shepherd. His okay. name is Major. That's so cute. And I'm pretty sure... Biden and Jill, Joe and Jill, Joe and Joe Biden. I never put that together. That's a really cute couple. They're adopting or they're going to rescue another dog since they have the yard and the space and everything. They do have a yard. Amid all this like important political information, I'm sitting there reading like Biden says he wants to rescue a dog because there's a lot of green grass on the White House and it'll be a great space for them to run and play. And it comes with a fence. Yeah. So Major will be having a little friend. I'm sure he'll probably hate that, but. Okay, so now we have a special guest today. Disclaimer, she does live with us, but as we've said before, it is very difficult to do guests safely right now because of COVID. Um, And this is our, I think our second to last episode of the semester. So, And she's cool. And she's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Introducing Sheila Lynch. Sheila Sheila is a... Sheila Rose Lynch. Sheila is a senior UMass student with a double major in Spanish and communications, and she is going to talk about what it was like being in New York City with the Big Apple when Biden was declared president elect. If anybody has been paying attention to anything in social media, you know that New York got wicked hype. So, how are you doing today, Sheila? I'm doing well. How about you? We're good. We're good. You know, a little bit uh, sad about the weather changing and getting darker early, but you know, we're gonna push through. Yeah. It is 4.57 and pitch black out, so that's interesting. I do hate that. I do. Um, so let's just get right into it. What was your original purpose of going to the Big Apple? It was for my boyfriend's birthday because his birthday was at Friday. And when did you guys first hear the news? Um, so actually, Casey texted me. <laughs> I wasn't on my phone because I was walking around the city, but I looked down and I got a text from her that he had won, and I just got super excited. And I told my boyfriend and our friends the news, and we all got super hyped. So yeah. And what were people's reactions? Just immediate reactions around you? Was everybody kind of noticing at the same time, or did you like tell all your strangers passing by? Yeah. So this is the interesting part. We were actually walking towards Central Park, and we were. Just like, oh, I wonder where Trump Towers is, like everything. And then we just were walking and then we just looked to our right and it was literally right there. And as like two minutes maybe after Casey texted me and then you could kind of tell people were starting to hear the news because as we were walking, everyone just started beeping. And of course, like New York, there's so much traffic. People are such aggressive drivers. They're always beeping. But they were like Mm -hmm. beeping like a ton and we're like, oh, my gosh, like this is it. Like and. It was along Fifth Ave, I think, or one of those really bougie streets where all, like, the stores are super high-end, and all of the employees started walking out, too. Like, the security guards, everyone just left their stores, and then everyone just, I don't know where everyone came from, but all of a sudden, there was just a ton of people, 
like lining the sidewalks and everyone just started screaming and like in a good way, like shouting, cheering. And everyone was standing in like their sunroofs of the cars, like screaming, like throwing up peace signs and just honking. And it was just super cool to experience. I think you were arguably in the best place in the world to find out in that moment. Honestly, I think so, too. And we didn't even time it, to, especially to walk by Trump Towers, because that's where majority of the people were, because, I mean, he obviously was... The enemy in that situation. Did you have any like people? concerns going into New York City without knowing the president yet? Yes, we were actually super concerned because all over like the internet, you could see that the stores were boarding up, and yeah, I did see like a lot of the stores were like had wood covering their windows, but they were all still open and operating regularly. But we didn't run into a single protest, nothing violent. Like I don't even know if anything went on except for when Biden won, and it was all peaceful, which was like ideal. That just shows you the difference between candidates right there, I feel. Like, if Biden wins, everyone's, like, celebrating. And if you know if Trump won, there would be riots for sure. People were anticipating it. Yeah, that's what we were nervous about. We're like, we obviously don't, like, want Trump to win. But, like, if he doesn't, we're afraid for what would happen. So it was just not great on either side. But it turns out that everything was just peaceful and it was awesome. So what was your favorite moment that you got to see regarding celebrations of the election? So probably either like right when we found out that Biden won, like it was just so cool because we haven't seen the world just celebrate and like unite all together in like a happy way in so long. Everyone was close to tears and just it was something you hadn't felt in a while. But also at night when um, Biden gave his speech, it was projected on all those massive screens in Times Square. We missed that part because we were out to dinner, but we went by after and everyone again was just celebrating. They were dancing like Biden's face was just on like the huge screens and they were like American flags. But it was really cool because like everyone was celebrating. It. I, I totally agree that it's been like so long since the world felt that united in that moment. It makes you feel like pictures from like the 60s yeah, and 70s like, when like the war is the over war or like civil rights has passed. There was like, and, like people comparing those pictures of like people. Like, like when you said throwing World up peace signs, over? all I thought about was when the war was over and everyone was in. What was it? It was Times like down. Square, yeah. And yeah. they were like that kiss photo. The yeah. Kiss photo from like the World War Two like soldier. There's definitely be photos like that so was yeah, it gonna go in history books yeah and i think that new york is definitely gonna be part of those like was it um like emotional either for you or like people around you like were people crying or i definitely felt like i could have cried but i tried to collect <laughs> myself but i didn't see anyone crying everyone was just everyone was happy like you could just like people were riding their bikes and they were just blasting music like screaming like cheering everyone was high-fiving each other like i don't know it was just awesome yeah. my last question is what what did his victory mean to you to me it just honestly I felt like an immediate relief like I I texted Casey that too I was like oh my god I could cry like immediately I just felt like things can finally get better because 2020 has been such a horrible year for literally everyone tough year so for me it just means that finally I think there'll be a positive change and there's more hope in the future and just like after seeing everyone's immediate reaction that there was such peace and like unity I'm like, that's what it means for me that there's that we can look forward to as a country and hopefully things will just start getting better from here. I feel like that we're was definitely beautiful. on the right track. Thank you for coming on, yeah. Sheila. Thank you so much, Sheila. Any <laughs> departing words? Uh, no, thank you guys for having me, though. <laughs> have well, a lovely day. We'll see you at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we will hang out with you all day, every day. <laughs> I honestly, I do really wish that we were at least in like Northampton or Amherst. We ended up in the Cape and we didn't really see much, but it was exciting. We were celebrating yeah. brunch and we got the text and we didn't believe it at first because it was too good to be true. And I'm skeptical. My mom, actually. Shout out to my yeah, mom. for. Knew. And it's funny because normally it's my dad that's like on top of things like that. But my so immediately when my mom texted me, I was like, are we sure? And then I like 
got a million texts from everybody else. I think it's better to be hesitant so you're not disappointed yeah. if the information is wrong. And that's I wanted to believe it, but I was like, I it was like one of those things where you're like, but anyway. I just think that there's like so much like news that circulates sometimes prematurely that I was like, right. I'm going to remain skeptical until I can reaffirm And it was that weird because it sources. was like, it was like CNN and the Associated Press were saying he won, but then the New York Times and the Washington Post hadn't broke it yet. And so it's like, all these pretty reputable sites. And so you're like, you're like, I, I literally don't right. know. Who, yeah, yeah. You're like, I literally don't know who to believe. Like if the, if a, if the associate press is saying it, it must be true. But then the post in the New York times aren't. So it was like, I was so caught because I was like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I was like, why aren't you guys all on the same page, please? But it's because they're competing. Like associate press, I feel like is always going to get it. First. I think they have to get it first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, NPR too. Associated Press and NPR were right next to each other. Yeah, but NPR has to be careful with putting information out because they're in DC. I feel well, also like ever since the Gabby Gifford. Oh yeah, with them, I feel like also. Um, who was it? Was it CNN during the Boston bombing that was like on TV? And they they have to be careful now too, which is why I was surprised when CNN said it because you know remember that video where they're like we have. The bomber in custody. We don't have the bomber in custody. We have the bomber. We don't have the bomber. We actually have no idea where the bomber is. And it was like, oh God, I did not it was see like that. panic, no panic, panic, no panic. And like Boston was going crazy. But yeah, I think that that it was powerful for everybody. I think being in New York is top place you should have been. I think top place in the country yeah. you could be if you're on the side of Biden, which. Yeah. But know. I also, I do think that it is a huge, it's just crazy that like. We're so young, but in the past four years, we haven't felt this united since Obama won when yeah, we were I nine. Think, I think I was too young at that time. We were literally nine times. And, yeah. and I knew he was the first black president, but I wasn't. I was like rooting for him, but like, yeah. I think I would have been like, oh, dang, I was rooting for him. Lost, I was you know? rooting for him because my mom and dad were. Yeah. And like, it was exciting. And our teachers were like, this could make history. And like, it always is cool when you're a kid and you're like, you're making history. Yeah. You know? like, but this is different. It's yeah. like, it was a matter of science, life. Death, rights, the earth, rights, your rights, gay rights, like everything. Black Lives Matter. Just everything so morally okay in the world yeah. was up for grabs. We are now gonna get into the end of our podcast, and we're gonna wrap it up with another cloudiest couples segment. We are back, and let's just jump right into it. Um, so I will go first this time, and my first one. So I I have two shows, and my my two picks are both from the same show, like both sets i'm unsure how familiar you are with them so i'm if you I might have to give some context okay my first one is from gray's anatomy not familiar okay so it's izzy and karev okay. versus mark and lexi do you know what these people look like izzy is Catherine heigl, heigl. yes yes um i don't know any of the rest of them okay so i'm gonna give you a photo of izzy and Karev. Can you give me some background So, Izzy and Karev don't make it... So, okay. Spoilers for anybody who's not done with Grey's Anatomy. If you're not done with Grey's Anatomy, do not listen to this part. So basically, Izzy and Karev have, like, a flirty thing in the beginning. They're one of... They're from season one. There's... Oh, the original interns are Meredith, um, George... Izzy, Karev, and Christina. And they're like the five OG interns that started season one together. They're all dead now except Karev and Meredith. They're all dead? Well, Izzy's not dead. George O'Malley's dead. And Christina left. They're all gone. Like, they're... Yeah, okay. So, Izzy and Karev... 
I can't remember if they actually got married or not. She ends up leaving and just like leaves him. But there's this iconic scene. You know how every couple has the iconic scene, like Damon and Elena. Then stop loving me. I can't. You know, Chuck and Blair. Um, like they've got a million iconic scenes. But their iconic scene was Izzy fell in love with one of her patients, Denny, who was gonna die. Everyone knew he was gonna die. And when he died, she was in this big ball gown dress from something that she was doing, like sobbing. And Alex Karev comes in and picks her up like bridal style and carries her out in this big dress while she's crying. And it's just like, it's kind of like how Elena knew Damon loved her when he gave the necklace that like showed her love for Stefan that he like accepted that. It was like the same moment for them. Like Karev accepted that she was so upset because she loved Denny, but he was still going to be there for her no matter what. Um, And they have like a, it's very cute. I really like them together. The only thing I will say though is Alex ends up with Joe, basically. But at the very end of Grey's, Joe and Alex are either about to get married or already married. I forget. Alex leaves and writes a letter. And he finds out that Izzy, when Izzy left, Alex gave her, like, this is weird, like, his sperm or something so that she could have kids. Okay. There's more to it. It makes more sense. I just forget. There's so many freaking seasons and episodes to the show. And I started watching when I was, like, 12. Mm -hmm. But... Alex leaves to go help Izzy, but he leaves Joe and like he like I like Joe and Alex better than Izzy and Alex, but I I respect that Izzy and Alex are the OG Joe and Alex. Okay. Now Mark and Lexi. So Mark Mark was Derek's best friend before he came to Seattle. Okay. Mark slept with Derek's wife. Not cool. But Derek didn't love his wife, and everybody knew it. Not cool, though. Mark, so they call Derek Shepard McDreamy. When Mark gets introduced, he becomes McSteamy. McDreamy and McSteamy. They're both so beautiful. Lexi is Meredith's little sister. Okay. It's not, it's a bit of an age gap, but it's not. They call her Lexipedia because she's literally so effing smart. It's crazy. Okay. So it's kind of cute because it's Meredith and Derek and then Lexi and Mark. And Derek and Mark end up being best friends again. Like, they get through that. Now, again, major spoilers. I hope you were not interested in watching this show. I'm not. I've okay. decided it's too much So, drama. Mark and Lexi end up being, like, hookup buddies. And then they realize they're in love. And then, like, there's this whole scene Lexi has where she's, like, it's this, like, she basically admits to him that she's in love with him. And she's, like, it is a disease. Like, I can't shake it. Like, I don't want to be in love with you. But I. it's, like... He's, like, the bad boy, mm-hmm. and she's, like, the nerdy Lexipedia girl, and, like, she's, like, I know I shouldn't love you, but I just do, and I it, it's infected me. That's, like, the big thing. So what happens after that? They, as soon as they end up together, they get into a plane crash. Lexi dies. Two days later, Mark dies. Mark makes it back, but there's this This horror, is why I don't watch the show. There's this horrifying scene where Lexi is, like, she, the whole time, they're all stuck on this island. Mark ends up making it home, but he, like, dies two days later. But what's the point? I just I get frustrated with the show because I know like, blame crash. Another it's hard. Crash, a sh- school's like a shooting in the hospital. But basically what happens is the plane like half lands on Lexi and she can't get out. So for like 48 hours, Mark just sits with her. Everyone else is trying to find things. And he's there's a scene where his feet are just up and he's like all bloody and he's just holding her hand. 
And, like, she, when she's about to die, he's, like, laying down with her. And he's, like, you're not going to die. Like, we're going to get married. And he never wanted to get married. He never wanted kids. And he was, like, we're going to get married. We're going to have a bunch of kids. We're going to have dogs. Like, we're going to retire early. We're going to travel. And it was so sad. And there's a right answer. And Grey's Anatomy fans know it. I just feel like, I guess, this couple. Yes, it's Mark and Lexi. But I don't, I just. I get so frustrated with the show when stuff like that happens. I know. I'm it's like, so melodramatic. It's so melodramatic. And I, I understand that Vampire Diaries is melodramatic. <laughs> like, trust but me. you know it's supernatural going into it. Yeah, but like... This, this is supposed to be se- semi-based it on just, real life. It's like the drama is people dying every episode. And they're like, oh yeah, but this person's dead now. And I'm like, how many people die in a, a hospital? A lot do die. But working in a hospital. Obviously, a lot of people die in a hospital. But like, oh my <laughs> gosh. Like... I'm like, how many people have to die in hospital? <laughs> I I know that you're not like a biggest fan of the show, but Mark and Lexi. I will say that I read um, Shonda Rhimes' uh, autobiography this summer. Yeah, Mark and Lexi were iconic, and yeah. It, <laughs> but think about this: every it's it's expected that everybody dies. Like you know, major people are gonna die. But when Mark and Lexi died, it shook people to the core. Well, that's a sad death right there. Yeah, Mapping right? Mapping your future as you can't have it. Right. Okay, so we're choosing Mark and Lexi Yeah, Mark and Lexi. Cool, I mean, cool, cool. they could just tell by your exuberance that you wanted to choose yeah, them Yeah, it was them. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Okay. okay. Mine is one that you definitely know, and I think that everyone who votes will know, and I think that... Um, is there a right answer? No, I think that it's... A toss-up? A toss-up, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, Chandler, Monica... Versus Rachel and Ross. Oh, that is a toss-up. A classic toss-up. And I think that everyone knows who they are, so it's perfect. Because then everyone can weigh in. So, I have an answer, and I think it could be controversial. Okay. Mine is Monica and Chandler. Oh, see, mine is too. Okay. I knew yours would be. I knew we would be on the same page because about this. one, I hate Ross. I just genuinely do. I, I love like Ross, but... I I think he's so annoying. I think he's jealous and manipulative and toxic as a ex-boyfriend. A lot of controversial opinions over yeah. here. But I, I can understand where all of them are coming from. Yeah. And I think that Chandler uses his insecurities as humor and doesn't take them out on Monica as the way that Ross takes them out on Rachel. Okay. So Chandler's funny. Funny guy. I will always put number one. Second, Joey's I think. my number one. Yeah. Joey's my number one too, actually. <laughs> um, but relationship-wise. But and I think Monica and Chandler have such a good dynamic because Chandler's stupid and funny and Monica's like so type A and smart and crazy. And I just feel like that's gonna be my relationship one day. Like I feel like I am Monica on that show for sure. I feel like I am Chandler. Yes. And this is why we do this together. Yeah. <laughs> this is why obviously they're gonna win. Right. And so, I love Rachel though. I love I Rachel. I love Rachel, but I think that she I think she's I think that Ross can't keep up with her. I think that she's better than Ross. Yes. And I think that she deserves someone better in the end. But I I get what they're doing because they had a baby together. She needs they... a secure man that's not going to be insecure about her success. Remember, like, the whole thing with, like, her friend Mark? Yes. And he was always like, oh, you're friends with Mark? So, like, any guy who tries to control who you're friends with after or before you're dating, I just And Rachel like is likable. Everybody wants to be friends with yeah. Rachel. And she's beautiful. Of course, like, she's going to have, like, Yeah, you should be, Ben, PSA, you just should feel be honored, honored when a man yeah. hits on your girl. Just be like, right. yeah, I hit on her too. And you want to, if you're me. not though, you can date me. Yeah, and which it doesn't case, happen like, often. Like you're too mad. Like, I'm here. I'll, like, definitely. Um, like, definitely Monica and Chandler though. They they're more long lasting. They're not. I you know what irritates me? Couples that are like on again, off again. And I know that's hypocritical because David and Elaine are like <laughs> favorite, and yeah, so are Chuck they, and Blair. They frustrate me, frustrate me because they're they, on again, yes, off again. it is frustrating. But that's why at the end when they like make it, you're just like that's why they become your Spoiler favorite. Alert. Spoiler, but everybody knew it. Sorry, I've been getting my swear on. <laughs> Get my swear on. Okay, my so Monica and Chandler. Yep. So we have Mark and Lexi, and then Monica and Chandler. Okay, your next one. 
Okay, mine's from The Big Bang Theory. This is not your favorite show, but you know who the people are. Okay, I know who the people are, but I will say I hate this show. Okay, so, and this will be funny because I love this show, so we'll see. If we have the same answer, this couple truly is reigning. Okay. Sheldon and Amy versus Penny and Leonard. Penny and Leonard. Penny and Leonard. Thank you. Okay, Okay, cool. I was like, I knew what you were going to say, and I was like, Penny and Leonard. I do love, as someone who loves the show, Sheldon and Amy, I think are funny. Like, I like the way that they're the same, and I like the way that, even though they're the same, though, Amy is like... So awkward and nerdy, but at the same time, she's like, just pit me up against a wall and do it. And yeah. he's like, let's have coitus. Like, yeah. So I, I think that's funny, but Penny and Leonard are just the, like the same way, but better because Penny's like a broke actress that's like, I don't care and like has flashed her tits to people and is like, whatever. And Leonard has like never had a girlfriend prior to Penny. Yeah. And also, like, he's like this like scientist genius, like nerdy boy, and she's like, beautiful and actress, cool, cool and, like, and like I like their dynamic better and I, because they're so different I, same way that Monica yeah, and Chandler are super exactly. different I think the difference makes you guys fun and special fun. distance oh, yeah. difference um, difference my, makes the heart grow fonder last one ring it in is this a good one it also involves Jennifer Aniston Ooh. it's Jennifer Aniston <gasps> and Brad Pitt I already know versus Angelina and Brad Pitt Jennifer and Brad Jennifer and Brad I thought that you were going to go Angelina because no. they were so iconic but okay so I think they were talking I do together. think what they is were, it, Brangelina? Brangelina, yeah. And they met because they did this Mr. and Mrs. Smith movie together, which is a very cute movie of the two of them. Yeah, I like that, and I like it all. Here's my problem. When he did that movie, he was with Jennifer Aniston. I know, I know. And uh, I I get it. Like, I don't think that it's, like, he probably didn't plan to fall in love with Angelina Jolie, mm-hmm. and he just did, and I don't think it that's... It is hard not to fall in love with Angelina Jolie. She's she is so beautiful. possibly one of the most beautiful women on the planet. It didn't work out at the end of the day. And I knew it wouldn't because I think Jennifer and, a- and Angelina are very beautiful, but I think they're very different. Mm-hmm. And I think that he started with Jennifer and was with Jennifer so long. And I think, and they're like rumored to be getting back together right now. And I thought that that was just a rumor, but I've been reading a lot of conspiracies that are like, they are getting back together. And so that just, I'm just like, I feel like, Brad, you knew it was Jen. Mm-hmm. I feel like you got caught up in Angelina. You might have fallen in love with her, but at the end of the day, you knew it was Jen, but you felt like you couldn't go I back. Think there was like this like, exotic, beautiful woman yeah. of you doing like these close roles, whether you played husband and wife on this movie. And I'm sure she's so effing cool. And I'm sure she's amazing. I mean, she's all those adopted children. She's a humanitarian. Like, she seems like a really cool person. And she's like, And they had a really stunning. good life together yeah. for a good amount of time. And they made a lot of movies together. And all the movies, the chemistry is like off the charts, absolutely. But like, at the same time, I feel like it was like this adventure that had to come to an end and it was like he wanted this to like dip his toe in this like new pool but it just it didn't work out as a lot of like affairs don't i feel yeah, like because they're affairs they're affairs okay they're i passion. have a bonus one though so we're going jennifer and brad on that but i yeah. have a bonus one okay nicole kidman and tom cruise burst nicole kidman and keith urban Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban because Tom Cruise is a weird Scientologist, and I just don't. I, feel like I he's agree got some with you. creepy things going on. I also feel like her reaction to getting divorced to him. Have you seen the photos of her walking down the street with her hands up and she's like screaming in joy? Yeah, and I, I mean, feel like any divorce that elicits that reaction, that marriage must have not been great. Katie, what's her name? It's Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes was like thrilled to be divorced from him too. So I feel yeah. Like there's got to be something I love Katie going Holmes. on with that guy. And I know that Keith Urban is like, has weird highlights and I think flat irons his hair and is like 5'2", but like, he, they seem a lot happier. But he together. sings Cop Car and I like that song. I don't know any of the songs. He's Australian. 
They're both Australian. I know, but isn't that funny? He's an Australian American country, country singer. singer. Yeah, that <laughs> is kind of funny. But anyways, um, we I'd have like to, to rate not, them now. Do I have to rank the bonus one? No. Okay, because I was going to say, they just don't really make my cut at all. Yeah, no. So uninterested in their love okay, life. Okay, so give me your rating. Okay, my rating, let me think for a second. This is hard because you don't watch Grey's and you don't like Big Bang. Yeah, so obviously I'm going to be a little biased here, but I'm going to go with Monica and Chandler number one. Then I'm going to go Jen and Brad number two. And then I'm going to go Lexi and um, McSteamy number McDreamy. three. Oh, McSteamy, you're right. Oh. Yeah, corrected you there. <laughs> um, in number four, I'm going to do Penny and Leonard. I will take that rating as a W. The only thing that I would change is I would do Monica and Chandler, Mark and Lexi, and then Brad and Jen, only because Brad and Jen aren't technically together anymore. But they're getting back together, and that's but, cute. But I was just going to say, I'll I'll give you that, especially since you don't watch Grey's. So you heard it here first. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're the first people to ever rank these people. <laughs> I bet we're the first ones to ever record it, honestly, this specific set of people. <laughs> but um, number one is Monica and Chandler. Friends is an iconic show. They're an iconic couple. It is what it is. I we both resonate deeply with these characters. Number two is Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt, iconic couple and possibly getting back together. Number three is um what's number three? <laughs> McSteamy and McSteamy. Okay, Mark and Lexi. No, McSteamy and Lexi I from Grey's Anatomy. Mark, so I just kept like they are number three. I think that they deserve number two, but whatever. They're dead. Fine. So. They're dead, yeah, technically. Um, but iconic. And number four, I'm sorry, Penny and Leonard. You guys are great and I love you, but you're just you're not as iconic as Monica and Chandler, which makes you a mediocre sitcom couple. Yeah. They I mean it's a mediocre com show rom com show, so it's not a rom com show. I, whatever it's called. Okay, well I like it. Okay. Okay, so normally this is where we would say remember to vote, but you guys already did, clearly. Thank you, guys. Thank you, all 60 of did you. Did we single-handedly influence the election? <laughs> With our 60 listeners. Yeah. Shout out to Lexi, Chloe's friend Lexi Adams. Michigan. Because I'm pretty sure genuinely turned her entire county. I think she turned her county. Yeah, so, so proud of you. shout out to that. Shout out to my friend Skylar for getting that blue vote in Iowa. Mm-hmm. I'm not biased. Um... I just want that blue check mark. Yeah, blue is better than red. It's mm-hmm. the ocean versus fire. Duh. It's my favorite color anyways. Okay, so we will send you off. I think next week will be our last episode, so definitely stay tuned for that. Possible collab coming up. And I'll um, say our last yeah. reminder is just remember to take care of yourself. Yeah, it's stressful times, stressful days. Stressful Early weather. days. Early days. Also, check out Love Island. Yeah, it's a great show. I'll promote that. Bye, everybody. Adios.